0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Buffalo Plus podcast. Mike Catalano, along with Dan Fates, Jenna Cottrell, getting an afternoon off today as we continue our work at training camp. We got a lot to talk about in this podcast. What has camp been like? Bill's taking a bit of a break after what we'll say is the first week at St. John Fisher. You're going to hear from Josh Allen about the experience of being there and if it's any different for him now going forward. We're also going to talk... A lot about the wide receiver position and where Gabe Davis is right now, what they need out of him, and where he can go in this offense. Plus, you know, you want to ask a player about a guy? Ask about the guy he goes up against in practice. Everybody in the world should have somebody talk about them the way Deion Dawkins talks about Von Miller. So all that is coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus podcast, Dan, welcome in. Uh, getting a break from camp, but uh, your initial thoughts on being out at Fisher after the few years where we couldn't have camp here in Rochester?
1: It, it felt so weird to be back at times, and then other times you're like, "Oh yeah, we've done this." You know, it, it's it's like we never left. So the fans have been great. I know we've talked about it. Tons of videos are up on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Like, comment, and subscribe to that. Um, but it, it really kind of has. I think we joked around that, that it's just kind of been a, a, a rock concert atmosphere with the energy that I know that's what Sean McDermott wants to bring is that sense of competition. And what better way to do that than fans screaming their head off after a five-yard completion against a cornerback that can't play defense. So that's training camp for you. Um, You know, we've
0: talked a lot about, how the Bills came back to Fisher and made the decision even after COVID to come back and Buffalo plus, we broke the story that they were coming back and in part because we kept telling everybody, Sean McDermott loves it. Brandon Bean loves it, but I've been telling people this part, Josh Allen does not run the franchise, but let me tell you something. They're doing everything to make it good for Josh Allen. And I believe if he would have said to the ownership group to coach, general manager, this doesn't work for me, guys. It doesn't. I can't get myself together. It's too many distractions, blah, blah, blah. That would have had a huge consideration. Every other guy's big. Every other yep. guy's important, right? I mean, they all are important, but nobody's as important as Josh Allen. And we asked him about training camp. And he's, you know, he's now a veteran. He's a star. He's all those things. And here's what Josh had to say.
1: Uh, I'll let you ask some of the other guys that. I freaking I love it, I love going to camp. The whole, all last night, um, we've got TBT after this. It's turkey burger time. They got the best turkey burgers here. Uh, put a little jalapenos on them. That's that's the main reason I like coming here. But again, the camaraderie that you get to build, you spend every waking second with your teammates. Well, I'll, I'll let you ask some of the other guys that.
0: Yeah, Um yeah. Dan, uh, you've had the turkey burgers. What'd you yeah. think?
1: It's it's a turkey burger. It's no Jenny turkey burger from everything I hear.
0: My my wife can make a better turkey burger than anybody. at Fisher, no disrespect to Fisher. They do a great job, but come on. You know, it just isn't. But hearing Josh talk about that, we've heard lip service from players before, being nice, saying Mm -hmm. nice things. Uh, Josh Allen loves training camp.
1: Yeah, I I think it goes back to him just being a big kid, kind of hanging out in the dorms with, with his buddies, playing cards, could... Catan, whatever that is. Yeah. I the, didn't know what board that games. Was. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. over my head too. Um, but yeah, I think you make a great point that if Josh said, Hey, you know, it just throws me off my rhythm. I don't feel comfortable here. Um, they wouldn't do it. Josh loves it. Um, I know, like you said, being McDermott, you know, you kind of, sometimes you can joke around with Bean. you're walking back from practice and he, he's there and he just kind of goes, this "Is the best. Like this weather's incredible. This is, this is great. And you're like, all right, man. Like if he likes it, like so many people are worried that it's leaving. I I, I don't think that's the case because to your point, Mike training camp is no longer this six week grind. It's, it's two weeks. They break. Um, Everybody gets a little piece of the pie. And Sean McDermott has said too how they can build their brand here, which is something I think they really, that, that also put an importance on.
0: That's a great way to put it because for years, the bills were trying to build their brand Off the field. And that's why they came to camp at Fisher. What Dan's talking about is the brand, who they are as a football team, because it is football first, 945 every day. None of this screwing around with the practice. I guess there is the one practice at Fisher that's a little later on next Sunday, but either one, they do it the same way. They work the same way. And You know, they need to. And what I also liked what Josh Allen said is he gets very excited. He goes, I get even a little more excited for the guys I know that don't like it as much because I like to bug them a little bit, (laughs) which is on brand for Josh, too. He's like so hyped up about it because there's a few guys that maybe are like, you know, I don't think Von Miller, nothing against Fisher, but he's never had to do it before. And he's like, I'm 33 and I'm in a dorm room, but he seems to be
1: doing just fine. Yeah, I think that's part of Josh. Like we talk about the fans bringing the energy. Um, Jenna sat down with Qu- Kessenberry? Kessenberry? Kessenberry. Kessenberry. And he had talked to a, a new offensive lineman. Jenna will have a great story on him coming up on Buffalo Plus' YouTube channel. So be sure again to like, comment, subscribe. But he talked about how guys like Josh give him energy. Because he goes, the way that he is so enthusiastic every single day um, kind of helps drive him and pick up some of the other guys. So it's not only the crowd, it's it's also Josh Allen who's driving the, this, the vibes around Fisher.
0: Yeah, I think there's no doubt that that's what he's doing. And, um, and it helps. And I think the way the camp is set up, um, their timing is set up, I, I think they can handle it. Uh, it's, again... It's easy to say, well, they're back in Buffalo and they're practicing. Even that is a little bit different than what it is during the regular season, when things uh, they'll they'll have plenty of time in Buffalo. So, yeah, so far so good. I would say for the way uh, camp has gone and the way Josh Allen has led it, and look, like I said, when McDermott, Bean, and Allen are leading the way, I think camp's coming back to Fisher. We don't know that for sure. We'll see after this whole thing ends. But Agreed. why they are at camp? There is uh, plenty going on with this team especially um on the offensive side of the ball. And you know, Dan, we've talked a lot about Gabe Davis and where he is. Yes. And I think sometimes when we talk about where he is and where he needs to go, I and we joke with you about it sometimes about you, you know, but there is a big step for him to make this year.
1: Absolutely. Because he's
0: gone from being one of the guys to a guy like he's yeah. expected to be number two on the wide receiver
1: chart. He's gone from a part of the boy band to now doing his own solo thing. And now all eyes are going to be on him. And he now needs to star in his role before he could be average. But if everybody else around him was great, the team was still great. The team's success Will ride quite a bit on Gabe Davis's shoulders this year. Just the way that this offense is built, they need another weapon, viable weapon, to go opposite of Stephon Diggs. And there is no question that they want Gabe Davis to to be that guy this year. Like that, somebody tweeted me saying that they're you know the fact of, do you think he's going to get? Dan doesn't believe he's the number two wide receiver. I have never said that. He is absolutely the number two wide receiver. While Sean McDermott says he's still got to earn it, he's the number two wide receiver. It's the fact now of can he live up to those expectations? Because, like you said, Mike, there are very high expectations on his shoulders. Now, so far through training camp, he's looked great. I think this is I think this is the best training camp he's had. I thought his rookie year was good. I thought last year was okay. He never didn't really pop to me last year. And this year he's popping again. Um, partly because he's just going to be the guy that gets more attention, more focus from Josh.
0: Yeah. Um, and he's known it the whole off season and no days off. Well, tell everybody what, what that you did a story that, that aired and it's on the Buffalo plus YouTube channel about his off season.
1: Yeah. We tried Mike and I tried to find somebody to say a bad thing about Gabe Davis and we couldn't do it. (laughs) It's impossible. You can't find anybody. Every single person is I love Gabe. This guy's a stud. He, all he knows is work, all these things. Uh, And then we, we caught up with wide receiver coach, Chad hall. And he kind of joked around that he chews with his mouth open. And then he goes, no, I'm just kidding. I made that up. And he, and he went on and on about, about what he can be. and, the maturity that he has shown, um, I, I think, was very telling, Mike.
0: Yeah, but he can be all those things and still not be enough at that number mm-hmm. two receiver position. If you're following me, like, he was the same guy a year ago, and he yep. was really good. Now, if people are listening to this, maybe they're screaming, look at the Kansas City game. I'll tell you something, that Kansas City game was one of the greatest performances, certainly statistically, in the history of the NFL. Like, yep. that's what we're talking about, but... That being said, his regular season was spottier, no doubt, right? He had a spectacular – hey, saved it for a big moment, but he was spectacular in that game. But they needed it on an everyday basis. But I think the thing that comes about – and you said we talked to Chad Hall. We'll hear from him in a second. I think the thing that comes about with him is Gabe has had to stay behind some pretty talented guys to wait. But there's a difference between a coach saying – you know, now we think he's ready for this role, and what Chad Hall had to say about him when we asked him about Ch- uh, Gabe taking over this number two spot.
1: He could have been a starter in this league for three years, so I mean, his potential, his ceiling, we still don't know it yet.
0: Yeah, they don't know what his ceiling is, but the idea that they think he could have been a starter, um, which on a different team, you might have thrown the rookie in there.
1: Absolutely. And, and Gabe said that he had to learn. And like I said, I also really respect Gabe's honesty and the way that he has handled waiting because he yeah. was, he always did it so well of when we talk to him after a game and he's like, I want more chances. I want to play more. I want a bigger role in this offense. I understand. It's not my time now. And he talked about how Stefan Diggs and other guys have like taught him to be patient. And when he was asked about that at, after press conference on Wednesday, he said that he learned patience and patience is key in the NFL. Um, but I think that fueled him. Now, now he says that now the fruits of his labor, all of the work that he has put in because Sean McDermott laughed and said, I think the world started to see how good Gabe Davis could be like like in, when he was given his opportunities, like in Kansas city, he thrived. So um, I think he's ready for that for that opportunity. Uh, it won't, if he doesn't have a massive year, it's not because of a lack of preparation or desire. It's not that, um, and Ken Dorsey's also going to be a big part of that. He said that he's still learning what Gabe can do because he's another guy that there's a little bit of that question mark about what is he, what are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? How can we set him up the best? So he's been a guy that has been that Jack of all trades as, as Brian Dable always said that he can, he can be put in any spot and succeed at a NFL level. Now you need to be put in and succeed at one spot at a top 15 level is what, you know, I think the hope is for Gabe Davis.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I, Dan, you mentioned it right at the beginning. I mean, when we're out of camp, he's looked great and Josh looks for him. He looks for him. And you've seen the elevation of Dawson Knox on the other side. I was thinking in terms of tight end, I was thinking about the way the wide receiver room is set up now where you've got Diggs as a unique, physically unique guy the way he runs his routes he's fast he's not a burner he's smart he's tough he's not big he's not tiny like he's a lot of things he's a great route runner and then you've got Gabe who's a bigger guy who can play all the positions but looks like he's going to be in that spot but in the slot I think he'll have gadget moments but yep. I think we're together on this Isaiah McKenzie I think he's gonna win that slot position. I think he's gonna get a lot of snaps there.
1: Yeah, we're four days in as we record this podcast. Obviously, this is the day off, but Isaiah McKenzie is one of the things that stood out to me that he was another guy that when they've gone through first team reps, it's like they have made it a priority to get him involved. Like we always said, like get Stephon Diggs the ball. Like, and again, these are just practices, but there has been that sense of instead of Isaiah, whenever he was on the field, it was like, okay, it's going to be a jet sweep or a fake jet sweep to him. Now he's running his routes. He's doing his thing. Um, And I, and I think the, the confidence with him and Josh continues to grow. We know Isaiah talks a lot off the field, but I don't think we put in enough, give him enough credit for how long he has been in that wide receivers room. That was another thing that Chad Hall joked around about. Mike, you asked him, he goes, is he the most annoying How much does he annoy you? And Jed Hall said, he goes, he's like my little brother. And then he goes, no, wait a second. He's like my older son. He goes, I love the guy. He spends holidays with me. Like I think Isaiah at this point has as good of an understanding of the Bills offense and what their their route trees and what they're trying to do offensively as anybody in that room because he's been there for five years. He's the longest tenured wide receiver on the roster. Is he
0: um, oddly, maybe the most interesting guy on the team. I mean, he 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 was a singer on, uh, America's Got Talent, and he sort Crazy. of fell into that. And here he is singing. Uh, he owns one restaurant, and a second one is opening in Miami. Doesn't cook, by the way, in case you were yeah. wondering. He's got cook. Shower
1: after practice.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were told that it's not a big thing for him. That's where he got the nickname.
1: That was. That's why little. That, that is where little dirty comes from.
0: Now maybe he runs back to the dorm and takes a shower, or goes home, and takes a shower. I would is hope it? at some point, right?
1: But you he asked about who's cooking. He's like, I stay away from the food. You're like, Okay. The best part.
0: Yeah. Um. And he, he's loved. And you know, look look at the way Brian Dable used to talk about him. Same kind of way with the coaches, where he, he's that guy. Um, but also he's a guy who got benched and then he sent out a tweet. Remember when that happened? And we thought he was going to get cut or he was injured. Like he was done for the, and then all of a sudden it was like, I don't know. He was just, I think it's because he got benched and he knew mm-hmm. he got benched. He didn't dress for that game. And boy, then he came back and we saw in that New England, it's not going to do that every week, but boy, New England wasn't ready for him in that game. And he was great. And I think he's gonna I think he's going to have that role. Yeah. Um, you know, for this offense.
1: Yeah, we talked about one of our videos over on Buffalo Plus's YouTube channel, but just the fact of the fact that he has failed, fallen on his face, struggled, and the coaching staff has always gone back to him, I think is very telling of where they their comfort level is in saying, We want you to be the guy because even if you have a bad play, snap, fumble, drop, we trust that we've seen what you do when you bounce back. And everybody's got drops. Everybody's had fumbles. And I I think it's telling that you can pick yourself back up and then make the play the next time the ball comes to you. Um, so I, I, I really think Isaiah McKenzie is going to be the number three wide receiver on this depth chart, which is a massive, massive role in this bill's offense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, he'll still have some of those I mean, they're still going to want him running the jet sweeps. I think he's nope. doing that, and we don't know about the return game. But, boy, we get to watch the practices and watch the, these training camp practices, and his footwork is, is elite level, certainly on this team with the wide receiver group. I mean, Diggs is just a special route runner. But the quickness right at the goal line, that little where he does Switchy. that drop and spins, that's uh, almost unguardable. Yeah. And I think they're going to use, use him. Yeah, he's got the twitch. He's got the, he's got the quick twitch uh, muscles going that way. Um, we could talk offense for a while. Let's go to the defensive side. And it involves an offensive guy because we talked to Deion Dawkins the other day. And, you know, I joke about everybody should have somebody, you know, talk to, about you the way that Dion talks about Von Miller. Now, Dion loves his teammates. He will, you know, he's been – he was Josh's biggest fan like day one – like that's Dion. That is who he is. But usually, that's who he's talking about. His fellow offensive lineman, this guy, that guy, loves the team. I mean, Dion's a great team guy. But man, Von Miller walked in that room and then lined up opposite Dion. Well, we'll let Dion talk about soon to be someday Hall of Famer Von Miller.
1: Uh playing against Von, uh, every play, every rep. Um, it's a hate love thing because I'm like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like this fuck is. It's 120 million right here, you know? But um like, but I know over the course of this this uh this season, like of the duration, I'm gonna get better. And uh I'm I'm blessed to to be able to be a tackle playing against him because Yeah. Um that he, was maybe one fifth oh he of, went into so the Von much Miller one
0: Fest. He talked about how He's he tried to explain he's like a rubber band he's like elastic it was describing a superhero and how you cannot get your hands on him and Dion would say like I am big I am strong I'm confident in my abilities I have natural gifts and Von Miller like dismisses your <laughs> natural gifts because he's so good he said well you know he's 33 he's like he's 33 he's 23 has got more he energy goes,
1: than anybody on the field, right? Yeah. And not only that, it was, you know, the shout out to Jerry Hughes. He goes, I yeah. thought Jerry Hughes was great. And he goes, he's like Jerry times four. It was the,
0: like, <laughs> he might like need to text there. Jerry at some point yeah. down in Houston to say Jerry. Yeah, I don't, I, But times four is a lot, but it's Von Miller. And um, I think we know of him, but the Bills haven't had that guy. And Dion is talking about lining up against him all the time at practice and seeing it. And I actually looked back. Dion actually played against him twice in yep. 17 and I think 19, if I was right. Yes. And now look, Vaughn lines up all over the place. Usually, I think he'd be opposite, but he's moving around on this D line. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to play a lot. But. He did have a sack in both of those games, and Bills won both of those games. Yeah, the one was Dion's first start in the NFL. I think it was Week Three that year. But um, oh yeah, it was Week Three. But who knows if Dion even remembers who's lining up with him? I mean, his first start in the pros, he's probably just you know trying to keep his wits about him. But it's different when you see him every day at practice, and that guy is just that number forty is just lined up. And 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 by the way, we all say. Well wait till you put the pads on and all Dan's like, oh it's physical already yeah Just, and I think it's yeah. always
1: telling like it was funny like when we went out for the NFL draft and we talked to Andrew Whitworth about von Miller and and what it's what it's like to practice against him every day and he's like he's a ball of energy that guy can go. I mean Jenna did a great story on the fact of the toughest thing how the bills might have to handle von Miller is keeping him off the field. Like that's going to be a challenge for Buffalo because Vaughn's a guy that likes to play and has in his career 80 to 90% of the snaps. So Vaughn brings a lot of good problems to your defensive line. Um, And the biggest one, like we've joked, was maybe keeping him off of it. Uh, It's just a different breed. He's a different weapon that Buffalo hasn't had since Mike. Mario Williams?
0: Yeah, and when Mario Williams was there, he's still a very talented guy. Physically, really good. He had put up big numbers, but honestly, the 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 comp is the compass. Bruce Smith. But how big, how big was Mario Williams? Six six. I'm trying to remember. He was tall. Yeah, physically different. I'm just talking about the comp. Well, that,
1: well that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what to me is so fascinating. Yeah, is. OJ Howard is a massive human being. Like when he walks by you, you're like, whoa, when Von Miller walks by you, you're not, I'm not taken back. Like, I'm not like, look at this guy. It's the way that he uses his body is what is fascinating. What they call the bend, the way that he gets around the edges. That's what Deion's talking about being elastic. The way that he goes, most guys can move one way, but then they can't come back. And he's like, somehow he he's here. And then he's there. He goes, it doesn't make sense that's what's so to me is something I've never seen because there are guys that flash on the field where you go, man, that is just different. I've never seen that from that body size. Like I always talk about it. Tom Brady is an enormous human being. Obviously he's soft and all of those things that you can talk about. But when Tom Brady walks past you, his legs are the size of tree trunks and you're like, this guy is a mountain. Gronkowski, OJ Howard, Vaughn isn't one of those things. He just does it in a completely different way.
0: Yeah, he does. And we just saw it in February. I mean, he's a huge reason, obviously, teaming with Aaron Donald as to why they won. But when you get back to the other part of coming from Dion, um, it, it, he's, he's fired up about it. Like, he's like, it makes me a better player to go up against this guy. And that's when we talk about we've seen tons of competition. We've seen the uh, Stefan Diggs with Kair Elam. Uh, that's a little different because now we're talking about the rookie here going against a great player. But I think all those things help you. And it's got to stay within ch- in check.
1: It's got to stay yeah. where it belongs. Uh, But Mc- I l- yeah. also loved, I loved Dion when he goes, I went up to McDermott, you know, Coach McDermott. And I said, Coach McDermott. Glad we got this guy. Glad yeah. we got number 40. It was so great. Like, like to hear him call him Coach McDermott was one of the funny things to me. Yeah. He just goes, I'm really went up to him and I wanted to give him a hug. Like, man, thanks for, thanks for getting this guy. Glad we have him on our team.
0: Yeah. He's a difference maker. He is. And a team like the bills, they need that. And look, he, Aaron Donald's great. And he'd been there before, but Von Miller helped him put that team over the top. And for the bills, that's what they're hoping for. So, so we will see. but it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun at camp. Look, there's plenty of stuff going on at camp. Um, we talked about the atmosphere. We talked about the way the bills have looked the second week's interesting because all the newness, all the fun week one, week two is going to feel more like work. And then into week three is when they get in Then the preseason games come and then it starts ramping up because the days change a little bit. Then we get to the point of really understanding the roster spots. But I think week two is when they talk about that grind, you know, Micah Hyde talked about that, Dan. When they talk about that grind, I think it's I think it's the second week they get that break and then they go back out there and practice and it starts feeling like, "All right, it's only August 7th. We still got a month plus till the season." And they start to feel a little bit. So this is where you need that energy.
1: Yeah, Knox said the same thing. It just it was asked about how do you progress through the season and things like that, and he's like, "You really have to take it one practice at a time." He's like, "I know it sounds cliché." He's like, "But if you start thinking about you know, you're so far away from week 15 or you know you're so far away from that game he's like he goes then this is all going to be monotonous this is all going to be you know a grind more than it needs to be
0: yeah it was interesting I asked him that question and I I I think he might have taken it in a different way I was trying to say to him yeah you learn what it's like to get through uh, 18 weeks of a season plus the playoffs. And guys will never talk about pacing themselves. They just really don't want especially a younger guy. Like, you just got to go out and play and be ready. But they also got to understand, like, it's about getting yourself ready for what's coming. And while you play hard in practice and while you give your best, (laughs) you can't be doing that in August in this league.
1: Vaughn had a rest day day three.
0: He, yeah, he, he, practiced he had one before I did, and I'm twice his age.
1: I know. And well, I not quite, there, it's like, but close. You're talking about you're like pacing yourself. It's like Vaughn was like, two days, coach, I'm good. And yeah. everybody probably went, you're right. You are. Whatever you, you, whatever you say.
0: And he's like, no, I'm great.
1: Yeah. yeah <laughs> now, great. he doesn't even talk about it. He's.
0: I've I really enjoyed listening to him. I think Vaughn Miller's been great. He still loves L.A. Who wouldn't love L.A.? He loves L.A. He loves his teammates. He loves Denver. Isn't that great, though? doesn't act like I left. They love him in Denver. They love him in L.A., and they're loving
1: him in Buffalo. That's a great point, Mike. When a player sometimes leaves, it's almost like they burn bridges. Yeah, He will get a standing ovation the next time he goes back to Denver, and the same thing in L.A. That place will go bonkers for him. And I go, that's very rare that you see a guy be on now three teams in a a one-year span pretty much. And that is loved and w- still well regarded. You know, this isn't like an OBJ thing. This isn't like some of the right. other guys that have left and and burned bridges. they you know burned the bridge on the way out. So yeah, it does help.
0: Point. You want a Super Bowl with the first one. want a Super Bowl with the second one, and well, Bills fans, you know what want to see? You want to see for the uh, third team that he's on. um, Okay, thank you for being part of this podcast. Uh, Jenna will be back the next time. Again, you guys know if you're listening to us just um, wherever you pick up your podcast, uh, please make sure to comment, to subscribe, to download our podcast, and make sure you check out the Buffalo Plus channel on YouTube. Tons of content there, daily content during training camp from the Bills from Dan, Jenna, and myself. And uh, I, think you'll, uh, I think you'll enjoy what you see there if you're only hearing us here. So um, plenty of Bill stuff to talk about. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus podcast here. Uh, Jenna, will be back the next time. For Dan Fates, I'm Mike Catalana. Thanks for listening. And make sure you check out Buffalo Plus wherever you can find it.
1: Take care.